You are listening to Ismail Hassan. I'm the founder and head coach of Aikido of London. Welcome to the Aikido of London discussion series. Today's podcast is with Yanti Amos, and she's joining me here today from Norfolk, and and not so long ago from New York, and she's uh, she's uh, um, settled there in just in time for the COVID. So it's a very timely uh, occasion, uh, and an unfortunate one, obviously. But uh, Yanti, hello, first of all. Hi, Smile. How are you? I'm it's very good, good thank you. Is, uh, yeah. And how and how are you in in the in the countryside? Uh, great. Uh, very grateful that we're here in the countryside, meaning beautiful, calm, uh, a calm mother nature environment. Uh, but obviously, yeah, uh, we, having said that, are also experiencing challenges and uh, some uh, an interesting experience of adapting to uh, con- circumstances we can't control. So uh, already we have to practice our yoga, you know, off the mat. And our dojo code, I guess, is, is the other big thing, that uh, that we're already living it, living our yoga and our karate in, in uh, challenging times. So, yeah, but all good, all good and very, very grateful. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, yeah. like, likewise, mm. the, the people are, are struggling uh, considerably more than we are and uh, we are fortunate and the fact that we're talking to each other I think is a wonderful thing as uh, mm-hmm. I keep on re- uh, reminding I say reminding people probably reminding myself uh, here and can you introduce yourself Yanti just to just sort of give an idea of uh, uh, sure. about yourself your background not just mm-hmm. your uh, you've mentioned yoga and karate but there's obviously other aspects to your life and if you can just uh, just yeah. run, 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 run free please Sure, sure. My name's Yanti Amos. I, uh, I'm actually the founder of Earth Yoga NYC. It's a, quite a well-known yoga studio on the Upper East Side. I sold it last spring in 2019. And I, as a yogini, as a yoga practitioner and an instructor, I also fuse uh, uh, the practice of karate, of Shotokan karate, into my uh, professional life and into my, you know, normal life i'm very much a blend of the two i'm a former lawyer i am also very much involved in business mentoring for entrepreneurs in new york city and uh, my husband richard richard amos is the founder of a and head of a of a shotokan karate organization quite well known one uh, called the World Traditional Karate Organization. And I mention it because I'm very much a part of that uh, life and that mission of spreading uh, the principles and the ethos of the WTKO, as we call it, uh, around the world. And we do a lot of overseas seminars. And I'm in my role as a yoga instructor, I share more and more of my yoga practice and the teachings and the principles with uh, more karateka. So this is an interesting area that I'm sort of seeking into post-sale of my yoga studio. I had a decade of owning and operating the studio and I now feel it time to to, uh, seek into uh, more of what I, I guess is my real mission. So it, uh, it is absolutely a blend of the two uh, disciplines of yoga and karate. So, uh, 
Yeah, I hope that was an okay intro. <laughs> that's, that's a very good introduction, but and it also triggered a, a thought a quite almost immediately. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the transference that you've you've mentioned between one one and the other. I suppose there's two areas. You've mentioned mm. um, is it businesses in New York and and bringing. Um, I, I guess is it is it physical skills or leadership skills uh, to that to that arena and and the other and the other arena meaning yoga to karate karate to yoga and mm -hmm. and their impact on your on your life as a whole so i'd say there's three things there isn't there mm, and, yeah. and and are they conscious or do you think they kind of emerge out of you as you as you um, commit yourself more and more to your your uh, your dedication to to your respective um disciplines that that the crossover happens without necessarily you thinking of a particularly uh, technical skill or a, a particularly uh, mm. way of, of doing it. Uh, I hope that's clear. Yeah, I um, I was really prompted to uh, to question the division or the um, the different areas of of my practice because it was questioned uh, by some of my students for saying, well. How does that sit? How does yoga and karate sit? Uh, it's almost a contradiction, wouldn't you say, where you've got the Zen and the, the calm of the yoga practice, and then you've got this combative martial side of the karate uh, <laughs> world. But I, I have never, because uh, I've been doing martial arts and I started Taekwondo and as a teenager, I've been doing it my whole life, and I never actually saw it as contradictory. I always saw it as feeding into one another and always is something complementary because I always uh, was uh, inspired by the idea of the, you know, the archetypal uh, image of the, I guess you'd call it the, you know, the, one of the knights of the round table where, you know, King Arthur's uh, knights who would, uh, would actually be uh, a band of brothers or they'd be, in search of personal enlightenment, but at the same time be like, I guess you call it fighting bodhisattvas. You know, there would be absolutely a martial element, but at the same time, a very deep spiritual search going on on the inner landscape side of things. And mm. I, I never actually saw that as a contradiction because I saw the two as very much intertwined and and one leading into the other and the and um, very much circular, meaning not one ending and not one starting, if that makes sense. It, so, it, it, it hmm. does. I mean, it, it sounds like um, <clears throat> the pursuit of balance, um, if, if we had to simplify the, the terminology. Absolutely, yeah. If we take on the, 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 the Eastern notion of, of understanding, mm -hmm. Zen mm -hmm. does not meet. Zen, Zen is often construed as this semi-comatose state of mind. Or existence, yeah. which which is mm. nonsense. It's not not at all. And, no. if, we, and if we take that, um, how shall I put this? Um, the notion of just being, uh, just yeah. uh, just being in your skin. I, I think Stephen Fry, the comedian, mm. uh, described it really wonderfully in, a, in, a, in an interview one day. Where mm. I think he, ha he has a deep love of animals, and he. Uh, mm. So this is a little bit of a sidetrack here, but I, I do enjoy it. He, he was saying that the only animal on the, on this planet that is constantly contemplating what. 
they are and who they are and, and what it's all about are human beings. Uh, the, the animals mm. are too busy being what they are. Uh, rather, I love that. Uh, mm -hmm. so, so a dog is 100% being a dog. A cat is 100% being a cat. Human beings don't. We, 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 we are... Um, we're always searching or looking for something which which is an, an, an incredible quality that we we, we do have. I, I like to think anyway. But uh, I, I I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I love and, it. It is good, isn't it? And and, and I think it, it's it's so it's saying just be Yanti Amos, just be mm. Ismail Hassan. Mm. And of course, we get confused. Uh, as to what that means and so we have these practices and then suddenly you realize there's a martial element and there's a there's the the, the, the zen the meditative or more passive state if, if you if you want to describe it uh, which for me mm. it's a contradiction i've never found zen passive at all but it's a relatively it's a relative term of course and yeah. um, so balance i guess is what i'm looking at that we it's it's a healthier um, more creative place to be in rather than going to the extremes of, of uh, who and what we are. Well, I think that you're absolutely right. There's a search for balance, but there's also the recognition of our duality because, you know, it, you just have to look at the old Vedic texts and in the yoga world, uh, we always have this reference to the extremes, the light, the dark, the high, the low, the compression expansion the the yin the yang if you like the uh terrestrial versus celestial uh there are those extremes that we have to accept feminine masculine is an obvious one uh, you know the the extremes in us and we all have that and i loved how uh, one of the interviews you um you interviewed to uh Aikuda car who were female and i loved how you one of i think it was olya who was saying we even uh, as women, we have the young, we have the yin, as men equally have the elements of the yin. Yeah. So we, we yeah. can't really, uh, we can't uh, separate the, uh, a lot of things by gender or, uh, a lot of the time. I think what, what I'm searching to say is that we, we really, uh, we embrace not just the extremes, but all the gray in between. And, you know, if you look at the, uh, again the vedic texts you'll see that a lot of the big mythology and the big uh, epic tales are based on stories such as the bhagavad-gita which take place on the battlefield these are soldiers that are being described these are deities who happen to be incredible warriors and hence the names of some of the poses and the asana in yoga are actually named after after gods who are soldiers and who are uh, known for their martial qualities. So this is, again, where I don't see any division necessarily with yoga and the martial arts. I see it as the spirituality of, of, of karate, for example, being very much akin to and feeding into and out of the yoga uh, principles and the, uh, the ethos and philosophy. So yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's 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 interesting. Yeah, Raise, mm. raising raising ancient texts uh, regard regard mm. regarding, in this case, fighting um, the warrior character of a, of mm. of other people, mm. and, if, and if we take that into the contemporary situation, it's mm. it's like if someone's very busy or very immersed in their own work and mm. they 
um, they have to try and find themselves in that work uh, mm. rather than this is just what I do and this mm. pa- this pays the bills and for mm. many for many that is all it is and that that is all that it'll ever be but uh, but if we're, if we're looking mm. for maybe um, a more comprehensive way of approaching one's work those those who are able to do so uh, that mm. the personality the meaning the, 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 the language we often use mind body spirit mm. and that and, and that could be the fighter that could be the that could be the the, the negotiator is to embrace mm. that 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 is your nature mm-hmm. that is your mm-hmm. you, you 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 gravitate towards that when you when you are allowed to settle to your uh, to your nature and uh, to allow yeah. that to allow that to find its place within what you do rather than mm-hmm. always at odds with it which can be um um, can be stressful, I imagine, uh, and rather than being at peace with what you're doing, uh, mm-hmm. um, would, would, would that would that be? A, a, I suppose what I'm looking for is a positive application of the type of stuff that we're we're very we're engaged in ourselves. Myself, obviously, from the world of Aikido and uh, and, mm. and and Iido, and uh, I'm familiar, obviously, with um, um, well, not not obviously. I haven't said anything. I have done <laughs> yoga, I have done yoga in the past more more than I admit, but uh, it, it doesn't compare with. Uh, the the, the 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 hours and time and thought behind uh, behind Aikido, but um, it's something I've addressed as well. That what we're doing is also a service. It's a mm-hmm. service, service to ourselves, but also it, it has to serve the community. Yeah? Whether it's mm-hmm. a, whether it's a small tight group or whether it's a, a broader uh, group, where, where somehow these these um, these elements of that we discover because it is a discovery process and no matter how much you read until you walk onto those boards or onto that mm. yoga mat or onto the tatami mm-hmm. t- t- um, mm. and there's there's a, there's a discovery and uh, mm. and and if you're not content with purely throwing yourself around and just getting bashed around a bit then you realize that to, you look at the other guy you mentioned earlier you start looking at uh, uh, her and you start looking at some of my uh, other guys you realize um well, they're doing something different. It's not quite what I'm doing, what the other guy's doing. I want to do a little bit of that. And as soon as so, the, the, the inquisitiveness brings you to uh, 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 exploration. Like, okay, I, w- I want to learn this better. I want to learn this m- uh, more properly. Uh, uh, forgive my English there. <laughs> and and, you, and you, you chuck yourself in uh, with, with, uh, with a more inquisitive um, eye and, and, and self-exploration and... and Surely that, um, as a human being, not as a martial artist, not as a yogi, or an aikidoka, or or any other uh, ka or way or form, is the is the um, is the person is is us, mm. which is ultimately the same person that goes to one's family, to one's personal mm. life, to one's professional life, um, and maybe it gets nuanced. We shift, uh, the, the, you, know, you switch the hat. And mm. uh, so the, the the anti that teaches is not exactly the anti that's at home, but mm. essentially it is, you, you know, because that surely that's part of the goal that the, the essence of the anti should it should stem from these practices, and then how how does one cultivate that so it's not a you know, something simplistic and it becomes rich, uh, and, mm. and, uh, and the study and training should bring that about, uh, and and experience and and adversity. I would say that that the struggle mm. struggle with training. Will 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 wake that part of us up, and 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 it's a part that is asleep, I think, or not maybe not fully realised in many people who have enormous potential, and and they they need uh, they need that little trigger, uh, they need that push, uh, maybe an outside stimulus to start with before their own self uh, stimulus begins, self self exploration begins. It needs a little. Uh, 
outside help. Um, uh, do, you, do, you, do you see that as um, the, the exchange between, say, karate and, and yoga is as having elements of that, or even even a big factor in it? Gosh, so many points you uh, raised. We could have gone on like at least ten tangents there. <laughs> sorry, no, really, sorry, 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 really sorry. great points. But uh, yeah. I think we need probably three hours to to cover them all. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but I, I guess your last question was about uh, the the um, self exploration. I guess on the blending of the yoga and karate. I think for me anyway, it is absolutely a path of self exploration because I I find that. Uh, I see Richard, for example, as being a purist. He doesn't really need anything other than his karate. But I have been, all my life, have been a multi-sport person. And I I have I found yoga through a very bad polo accident. I rode and, and competed in polo for over a decade. And I, every single weekend, would be preparing not just my horses, but my body and my team uh, for competition. And uh, it was through polo and a bad polo accident that I found yoga. So I'm really grateful in in many uh, kind of odd ways for uh, that discovery. But but I I compare myself to Richard because it's so interesting uh, coming back to the idea that we are each individual unique humans that need different things in order to, to, to find our truth. And for Richard, it was purely karate. For me, it was comparing and experiencing so many other different sports. I mean, I did tennis, swimming, uh, equestrian sports, and then yoga, and and also as as a teenager right through to adulthood, the martial arts. So I was able to um, luckily and fortunately uh, really enjoy them to a deep level. Uh, And then I sort of narrowed everything down to the today to the yoga and the karate, but I always cross-reference and I always look at the other forms of mastery of these different disciplines to help inform me in my learning of all of, uh, well, deeply today of my yoga and my karate. And so, yes, it absolutely is a a self-exploration. It's a constant journey. It's a this is a spiritual path and, you know, mm. it's a constant struggle. And this is why I love that you use the word struggle as a means or a tool for leading us to not, I'm not going to be as bold as to say self or enlightenment, but let's say a, a personal experience of uh, awareness, shall we say, or something close to approximating enlightenment or a deep deep understanding and knowing of your art uh and your and your discipline whether it's yoga meditation whether it's aikido or whether it's uh yoga so i i love the portion or the piece of the puzzle that leads us to the acceptance of struggles uh, setbacks obstacles challenges the things that we would see as obstructing our way to so-called enlightenment and discovery and understanding but that actually are there really to to serve us in this journey of of uh, understanding because only through those obstacles and those challenges do we really understand ourselves and our 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 depth or non-depth of uh, uh, our lacuna, shall we say, 
uh, on the way to understanding uh, those disciplines. Yeah, I, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head, actually. It's uh, mm. the, the, the block, the limitation, or, or what, mm. one, what one perceives as negative or mm. wrong, or what I can't mm. do, or what's wrong with mm. me, or my mm -hmm. limitation uh, is mm. actually your, 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 your vehicle. If you know mm. how to play it, if you know how to deal with it, how to flip mm. that around and make it your tool for uh, for growth and exploration and ultimately, as you say, enlightenment. There's a, there's another interesting aspect to that. I, I think um, I don't know if this applies to the, the Vedic uh, teachings, but I know in in, in Japanese tradition, um, uh, enlightenment. Mm. There's also small enlightenments. Is is a much more grounded and practical thought that um, maybe today you found out that you're no good at something. So, so that's a little realization, a little, a little awakening that you kind of own and you take it on and you, 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 you work on that. And, uh, and it may well be that's the accumulation of many of those things that, uh, that ultimately unlocks the, the, the bigger one uh, that, 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 that we're all uh, often challenged with. And, and I think that's very interesting because it gives you the daily work. Where it's mm -hmm. uh, the the daily practice on the tatami or in the in the dojo, or, or, mm -hmm. and and if one takes that beyond that into one's life, which actually I believe is a much more difficult thing to do than it is on the mat. It's uh, um, mm -hmm. one the has application. Yes, because mm -hmm. because it's so complicated, uh, and and I suppose what what it is is that one has to determine what it is it, on on the mat. In a way, you've uh, you've isolated uh, what it is the the, the art what you're looking for it and maybe uh, and, and the surprise that you find things in it that you didn't expect and then you have to decide whether to embrace that if you want to get deeper and deeper into this if you want to have a more complete knowledge it's advisable but and so yeah. you so already you have your work cut out but to take the, the impact of that and go out into the wider world which is where we spend most of our time uh, regardless mm. of how dedicated it uh, we are um, you're, to somehow bring that in, and uh, and to what extent, and how one uses that. I suppose that relates to a little bit of um, like leadership and, and the workplace, uh, corporations, mm -hmm. absolutely. How, how it can help them, and uh, and is it subtle? Is it just, does it just happen because mm. you've realised something? Let's say uh, over the last couple of years, you've realised something in yoga, it's something in karate, etc. And you've turned mm. up and suddenly not really uh, having a lesson in corporate leadership, that individual is already bringing those qualities maybe of, of a kind of discipline that differs from corporate discipline, not quite the same kind of mm. discipline. Um, I'm not sure, but it's, it's an idea I'm throwing out. Um, yeah, I loved uh, actually uh, on a previous, it might have been you, I may have, might have heard another podcast, but uh, how the application of... Uh, of principles from uh, from the martial arts can be applied in real life, yes, and how yes. uh, how it may have been you. I think it might have been you actually. I was sounds, listening to on a, on a podcast, like <laughs> but you said uh, it was it's really cool because it's absolutely what I see every day. Uh, in, in that uh, you over in some cases decades, you've got students who you've been training and who you've been teaching, instructing. You see the nuances of the the levels and depths of their understanding as you know each time they come to the mat, and uh, and then you see them become completely different personalities from when you <laughs> met them. And yeah. this is the beauty. This is the beauty because you're starting to apply the 
dojo code. I don't know whether you in Aikido, you have something that equates to or approximates the, the dojo code, but uh, we have five principles we live by, which um, which are, you know, basically uh, revolve around self-awareness and how you interact with others. Um, they are the code for life, you know, the, to endeavor and to, uh, to, you know, to, I don't like the translation, but seeking perfection of character and just being loyal and faithful and, and you know, seeking self-knowledge, that sort of thing. They but are. Then you, they, right. I, unspoken in many ways, but they are, they do come yeah. up and, and people but, realise that they are, it, it, it resonates uh, quietly, actually, and quite significantly. Uh, so, yes, there is. And then uh, we see that uh, with your students in their jobs, in their professions, and that you you. You, we have many conversations like this and we get fantastic emails from our students just, you know, opening up their hearts to us about the impact that karate has had on them personally in their private lives and personal interactions with family and friends, for example, and, and loved ones, uh, and then how it's affected their, their professional uh, business lives. And uh, and it's some of it's just is tear jerking stuff. I mean, it's amazing. really yeah. amazing. Uh, I I I could tell you so many stories about how um, you know one of our students was incarcerated for a period of time, and he wrote us regular letters from the inside, so to speak, and they were the most beautiful letters. I can't tell you. And and then on another occasion, very recently, actually, we had uh, an outpouring from a student telling us about his attempt to commit suicide after his sadly how his wife passed away and the circumstances under that and the personal uh the the just the the self-awareness that arose through the heart and the mind and uh how the yeah how the the uh, obstacles were overcome through some of the learnings that they took from their classes with us so it was just it's, amazing it's, it's, it, it's a form of communication it, it sounds mm. like a very technical and cold way to describe um someone's mm. heartbreak but uh when you mm. connect when you've connected with people then then it will it, it'll um reveal itself um mm. who knows who knows when and how uh, mm. as life as life continues and uh, it sounds mm. amazing what you're describing it, it, it is uh, yeah. and you're and you're completely right i mean you see i mean you see people going up and down you see them struggling uh, there's a breakup uh, in relationships uh, someone mm. pass passing away uh, the, the economics and hardship of life uh, mm. at times and and all all of that and 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 other and other things and and also their own training that they they the block can also be within the training itself and mm -hmm. or what's going on in their daily lives. And sometimes something releases one place and they, and suddenly it starts to flow. It starts to move again. And you yeah. see the person, they grow. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they, uh, they haven't given up. They haven't stopped. They haven't uh, uh, abandoned mm -hmm. that original love of, of what they're doing. It, it just moves on. And it's very, um, it, for, for me, I think it, it's part of the, I suppose one could say raison d'etre. It, it's, mm. uh, Teaching is uh, training and teaching are two very different uh, qualities, and some mm. uh, some are very good at training and can't do the latter. Maybe mm. they don't want they don't want to. I I, I can't say. Uh, I think we, we're all different. I mean, I know some people who who make fine fine teachers who who just don't want the responsibility of. Uh, of teaching and uh, and and the commitment that it that it needs and uh, mm. um, but um, for 
this experience of seeing people evolve, uh, uh, it, it, sometimes you think, well, this is what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> and who, and who well, cares if they can kick and punch well? Who, who cares if they can do a hip throw or a pin? Of course they matter because that's the vehicle. That's also the sure. means, means mm. to it. Who cares if their warrior pose or their mountain pose is, uh, is, is, is so-so? But, it, but no. it does because quality matters. I believe that that in itself and, mm. and, and, and the, how shall I describe it? The, they're mm. the, not the struggle, but the striving uh, towards those standards also challenges people that uh, they'll notice later on if they're not noticing it immediately. And I, I think well, it's related. Yeah. So, I think what you said earlier about the small enlightenments was very, very important because you can have the little awakenings and you can have the epiphanies and the eye opening moments at yes. any time. Sometimes the epiphanies can come. Uh, regarding Aikido, I'm imagining, but also absolutely for the yoga and the karate, can come, uh, you know, during a work day in, in the yeah. middle of the meeting, you'll have a realization about something because something perhaps was mirrored or there was an allegory or some kind of metaphor that 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 landed on you. And yeah. uh, and which sort of brings me to the point that, that uh, they feed into one another. The constant for me has always been coming to the physicality of the practice. The yoga and uh, the karate is a constant and it, nothing changes and it does change in that it's there for you. It's a, it's a trusted friend. It's something that will, uh, will lead you to more meaning. Uh, and then you have, as I said, you have that uh, understanding seeking into the work life and then the work life seeking into into your experience on the mat and in the dojo and so you have this uh, I guess the big point here is the importance of daily application of the the importance of repetition and just knowing that these disciplines are, are iterative and the understanding comes through the repetition the the just the 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 each time you go deep into your poses or to the techniques, you see and notice and experience and embody something the same but yet different each time. And so there on many levels, there's layers and layers of understanding that, that makes your practice very subtle. And uh, so the small enlightenments add up to bigger, bigger yeah, enlightenments yes, and yes. awareness. And uh, and I think that can only, I think it can only go deep when you experience a certain level of humbleness. So you you understand, for example, that you don't know anything. I remember actually there was this really funny meme. I wanted to tell you this story that I'd seen the other day on I think it was Instagram. But there was this really funny meme, uh, and it's a picture of someone's silhouette against a night sky. And there's a very low level, uh, sort of a small fraction of the sky that's sort of uh, that's made into a little uh, lower level um, line at about the level of the foot of the uh, of the feet of the person standing, and it's what I don't know. And then the next portion of the sky is uh, what I know, I don't know. And then the other massive part of the sky was really. What I don't know, I don't know. So, you know, we don't know so much. And if we no. accept that, if yeah. we accept that we don't know anything and we go to the mat uh, without ego, without pride and this sense of status and perhaps this hierarchy, which is ingrained ironically or not ironically, but it is by definition in the, uh, in the martial arts 
because of the belt system, we have to yet bring this sort of uh, non-ego self to the table. And you have to understand that, and you mentioned it before, you always do, the, the idea of the Zen beginner. And can we, despite our rank, despite our years and decades and decades of experience, can we bring that Zen beginner to the mat? And can we be humble enough to learn something from zero or from scratch or, you know, and to, 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 to love the, the not knowing and embrace it as, as equally as you might something that you're really good at and that you, you know, inside out. I don't know. There's a, there seems to me that beautiful duality and that, that contrast and the extreme uh, present at the same time. It's, do you know what I mean? Um, I, I think I do. I, th- I think I'm thinking um, it could be my um, um, friend in the, in the US, uh, Yahya Solomon. He lived in Japan for, for many years and uh, was a, a, not only Nuchideshi with Chiba Sensei as I was, but he was also a Deshi uh, in Tokyo back in, mm-hmm. this is back in the, in the 80s. And so he got a, uh, maybe a more direct um, grasp of, uh, of of Japanese culture, but particularly the sort of the traditional side of it and mm. the humility and, and the shoshin, uh, the, the beginner's yes, mind that, exactly. that's often mentioned. He, mm-hmm. he, he's one of the senseis there, one of the older guys, uh, he sort of gave him a description that uh, maybe a better translation uh, in, in, in Western terms would be authenticity, which is mm. which is such a huge thing because authenticity and humility tend to go together. That to mm-hmm. uh, it's a recognition of uh, uh, of something that um, for my part, for example, when I first arrived. Uh, in San uh, San Diego, this is back in 1985 now, and, and meeting this incredible uh, master, so, woke up many things, and some things that, that mm. predate the individual, uh, predate the man in front of you, and and that is that what you're learning, what you've just endeavoured to take on, is mm. so old and so deeply rooted in this tradition that that but by the time it comes over to to london or to new york or to paris uh, mm-hmm. uh, but, but back in the days that it did is there's not only a, a dilution but um a, a lost in translation there is is the uh, a common phrase we we're looking at it through um, many layers of our own uh, uh, circumstances of our own personal lives and the societies that we come from and so mm-hmm. part of hum- part of that authenticity is i mean you could take an example where someone walks into a yoga class a karate mm-hmm. dojo an aikido dojo and the etiquette is absolutely appalling mm-hmm. but they but they are totally honest and authentic and genuine in what they are trying to do mm-hmm. and so so they've got a few foibles that need to be ironed sure. out mm-hmm. and what's and as opposed to the person who knows everything they bow correctly they know how deep to bow they know how to say the, the correct words at the right time but there's a disingenuous uh, uh, aspect to it and so mm. um it gets played around and and in, in japan my my impression was that uh this humility is very important. Um, you can't learn without it. None of us can. It's an admission that something is bigger than you is uh, mm-hmm. is hard, harder than uh, harder to do than you thought. And it wasn't maybe what you thought. So are you authentic, genuine, humble enough to say, okay? But I like it. This is far better than anything I thought. It is bloody hard as well. But I'm going to give it a go because I think I've just. I've just struck gold here, uh, that, that, uh, that uh, I can learn something that's very, very substantial and, and, and mm-hmm. not 
not tricks, not gimmicks, not mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. And uh, and I, I think, um, yeah, Bruce Lee's world, wasn't it? Um, uh, be uh, be authentic. Uh, um, mm -hmm. and authenticity is it's actually quite hard to do. <laughs> to it's 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 easier said than than done, I think, for many people. It is, but uh, I I have to say that um, it's. It's something that yoga taught me to apply in the karate context in that, uh, and Richard teases me about this because he says, oh, when you teach your yoga, you always say, to your degree, do this asana to your degree, uh -huh. meaning you have to understand the limitations, the physical limitations of your body, because in yoga, a lot of people are going there for therapy, for uh, meaning to understand uh, how to move their body after injury. And people are from all walks of life, from all levels. And the classes I teach are very, very, uh, you know, I call them all levels because uh, my narrative and my cueing is very much uh, accommodating to people who, who are intermediate and advanced, but also the newbie. So uh, I do encourage that everyone tries to find their expression of the posture. And, and that's what I mean by do everything to your degree. Because we're exploring not just our physical body as it is at our age or phase in life, but, you know, each day might be a little different. Yes. Each day yes. when they've woken up, you're exhausted, you've just, you know, done dozens and dozens of hours of teaching if you're an instructor or you may have just a lot in your, uh, in your mind that preys on you, has a somatic effect on you uh, physically. So, you know, you may come to the mat in, a, in a, a different condition each morning, is my point, regardless and separate from your actual physical, physical conditioning, so your fitness level, shall we say. So looking for what's right in the moment, in the present, in the present moment, is really difficult because we always impose our ego and we say, well, we want to look the best and we want to, we want to be seen to be of a certain level if I am of, a, you know, a high-ranking Dan or I'm an advanced practitioner of yoga, then I must show that I am that level. Can you, however, be, the challenge here is can you be uh, true to you, yourself, in that moment on that day given the various physical and mental limitations on you and and you know suck it up meaning you you put aside the ego and you're humble yeah. because you know that's yeah. that's a challenge you know but you're, you're also walking into, into the territory here of say people have been at this for decades and uh, and then um, to use a Zen quote again, never be an expert, always be a beginner. And, yeah. mm. and, and the, the moment you walk into being the authority in something mm. and, then, and then you create a layer that should have been removed a long time ago. Uh, mm. And the, the layer is, do you know who I am? Do you know who you're talking to? Do you know <laughs> what I've achieved? And, and on the one hand, that's completely right. It's like mm -hmm. some young buck is coming along. Oi, 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 you gotta, you've got to show a little bit of a consideration and respect here. And do you know how old this person is? And do you know what they've done uh, on the one hand? But on the, mm -hmm. other, but on the mm -hmm. other hand, it's like you can't, um, you can't cover up the, the, the inevitability of uh, uh, the changing days and, and time as we're getting older. Hopefully we bring other qualities into it. 
as mm. well as, as as maintaining the physical uh, element as much as we can, the maintenance of of what we got. We're not going to be able to do what we did at twenty five. That's a mm -hmm. given. And mm -hmm. or or if we try to foolishly try to, you'll find out that the recovery process is dreadful and that you mm. pay a big a big price for that. So you have to be intelligent and you have to uh, keep that sparkle. Uh, the because that was back to the essence that I that I mentioned earlier. That the essence of that person is is the continuous theme. You could call it a divine light if you want. If you're if you're mm. if you're a person of faith, you believe in that. That is a God given aspect, mm. a, a nature given mm. thing. Mm. Is to tap into that and all the other stuff. Yes, we need we need it. We need the um, um call it the ego, call it the outside. We need it because that's how we interact. Our society functions to it at various levels. But don't forget what's behind it and don't that's mm. the that's that's the essence that we mustn't forget and my guess is that when people are you know the weight of the world is on your shoulders and uh, and look at the times we're in and, and the consequences of this that, which, which are immeasurable there are there's some people are going to come out of this and uh and and and, and i for one uh, would not have the cheek to tell them well if you did this and if you did that you're going to ride it and you're going to be fine i mean that, i've already mentioned this i think in part in the previous uh podcast that's a brave soul but but an, an incredibly arrogant and ignorant one as well i would argue that uh, um uh, it may be true but you uh, to some point but you're not in their shoes therefore you're not able to judge and vice versa i mm -hmm. think I, I think um i'm not exactly what i'm trying to say that it's i think sometimes the picture is bigger than all of us and so when certain events happen that uh, yeah we can get carried away as well. In either way, come back, come back to the mat. <laughs> come yeah, back, yeah. Come back to the tatami. Come back, and then and then your head calms down, and the ideas become more grounded in the in the in our immediate reality. Uh, Absolutely. Maybe, maybe that's a good way of of addressing that one. As, yeah. I, as, I, as I drift uh, uh, mm -hmm. to that area. Sorry, Matty. No, Lattie, I, uh, no, you're, I you're, think. You're, yeah, I think that's really uh, a great point that we bring it back to our training. We bring it back to the groundedness and the stability, the rootedness of what we know to be true in the physical uh, expression of our, our discipline. So whether it's yoga, karate or Aikido or Iaido, it's, uh, it is constant for us and it's something that we can rely on to be there to, to uh, you know, I know you've always said the forging because you've yeah. been my Iaido instructor in London many moons ago but i have not forgotten the the importance of that uh coming back to the tongue is that the right term yeah, the, yes the work and it's the the forging the repetition the practice and the the fine-tuning the polishing the honing all of that is so important and, and you know an interesting story uh or not so, so much a story but what i'm hearing generally from my students is that during this time of covid19 the quality of the training seems to have shifted because there's a whole other dimension now of introspection which was yes. it was imposed upon us because yes. of the circumstances of the isolation and lockdown we have more time to self-reflect we have more time to self-question and therefore, and I found it in my own training, my, myself too, that it's gone so much more deep. It's been quite profound on many levels because of the quieter approach to 
the practice rather than always being in a group setting where there's a lot of bravado, a lot of backslapping, a lot of social side of it, if you like. I don't know quite how to describe it, but the practice is different by definition because we're on Zoom and we're in our own apartments or in our lounge rooms or outdoors doing our practice, but we are by definition solo. So it's it's a different experience um, of training and there's a different level of self-awareness that comes and plays into it. I think it's the... Um, that is a good thing, I think. Right? I, I absolutely think it's a good thing. Uh, it doesn't mean that people are... Uh, I think some people are resisting it because they're uncomfortable with themselves and with the the the, the solitude of it or the the being forced to address your or what's the expression the facing your demons you yes. know because you have to do a lot of work which might not be comfortable work uh, and it's uh, it's very in in the yoga world we have a concept called svajaya which is one of the eight pillars uh, or forms a portion of a part of the eight pillars of yoga and it's very much about introspection and it's absolutely about uh, ability to recognize and understand your emotions and your moods and what drives you as well as the effect it has on others and where you are in your own life and whether the path that you're on is the path you should be on so it sort of comes back to this idea of truth and your self-truth uh, and it's, uh, I think people... Uh, that's, that's, that's quite uh, very, reveal, very revealing, isn't it? It's, yeah. Um, that that so. um, one can be so preoccupied that um, mm-hmm. you, we, don't, we can't always see ourselves, so we can't see how we affect others around mm-hmm. us. And, and whether they are, their own perceptions are right or wrong, is a, mm-hmm. there is no, there's no right or wrong. There's this response to that stimulus and vice versa. And uh, there's a yeah. lot... We all have many layers uh, going on. Just the, there's one little thing you said there about, um, you mentioned that you, you trained with me in, in Iido, and I, I was mm. talking about the, the, the forging process. Yeah. And the subject matter that I know uh, interests you and interests a lot of people, actually, is uh, um, mastery, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. um, um, the 10,000-hour um, gold mark. I think there's a silver and a bronze, that, mm-hmm. that I think 2,000, 5,000, and 10,000 hours or to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, um, do you have any thoughts on that? On your, I've only just really recently discovered the, uh, the main uh, description of the 10,000-hour uh, mark over a particular period of time. And uh, it's, it's a little, little, little sort of stretching away from the main uh, theme here, but um, any thoughts on it? Yeah, I I actually I really live by that idea that um, that it is about repetition, as I mentioned earlier, that the, one has to get used to the, the iterative, the uh, the uh, the importance, the iterative process, and the uh, the idea that you're not going to get good at something overnight. Unfortunately, there is uh, there is this tendency uh, with some of our students and I think people generally that they want the fast track. They want to know what the uh, the quick way or the the, uh, the the six principles of of leadership or the the 
seven ways of moving your hips or the you know they want to be able to encapsulate it in seven easy steps or six or ten or whatever the magic number might be but people want to know what the the quick and easy uh, uh, methodology or the journey is not in, not journey journey is the wrong word because it's not it's it's actually uh, can I skip so that I don't have to go through the entire or arduous 10-year process you know it's the lack of respect for the process and the process is by definition what we said earlier the struggles the obstacles and the challenges and the setbacks all of it the the good stuff and the bad stuff the highs and the lows and the peaks and the troughs but you know uh, unfortunately people don't want the process these days people want the quick fix and they want to know how to appear good even though they may just be dialing it in or they may just be as you, I think you said, paraphrasing something yeah. instead of really knowing something intimately. And I, I'm, that's a very sad thing to me that people want it the is. quick, quick method. It is. That, do you, do you, um, where does ability come into that, uh, into that fray, into that uh, uh, process? That, 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 and this is the recent discovery on reading about it, that, the, that, that I think it was a particular individual who actually talked about the 10,000 our um, learning process, the, the repetitions, that ability has nothing to do with it. It's, uh, it, it is, it is uh, an aim, an objective that, is, that one, and by, by working towards that and constantly repeating and working at the particular activity, I think golf was the one that was mentioned in particular. Are you talking a, about Malcolm Gladwell or is it? I'm, I'm not sure. I well, he did the, refer the to it. He did refer to it in one of his books on, um, but are you saying, are you talking about talent? Are you talking about the, the yeah, talent, yes, talent versus, yeah. you know, you can be a really talented, lazy person and not yes. get anywhere. But yes. I absolutely believe that if you repeat and you, uh, you commit and uh, trust in the process, then the 10,000 idea will get you to where you need to be. If you're looking at in terms of goals and, and targets uh, yeah, and yeah, a certain uh, a level of excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm but, thinking in how that relates to to what I do, for example, which presumably mm. would be very similar to yourself. Mm. Uh, in, in Bordeaux, in, in, in martial art, a very commonly used term, a very mis- misunderstood term, is embodiment. Mm. And and, uh, and so I'm not sure that would be the same thing. Um, but but there, I'm sure there's an overlap. And 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 I remember my own my own. Uh, cheeky early days when when uh, i was addressed with a fundamental issue and this mm. is uh, the realization that this you you crack this one whatever cracking means uh, then you're you're uh, you're 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 on the path you're on your you're on your journey of of of, of deeper understanding and uh, and those weren't the words that immediately came to mind when i was being informed of what i needed to work on so the cheeky young me would ask well how long does it take and uh, because uh, and there's a very practical reason for that. It had nothing to do with um, lack of humility or uh, or respect for the process. It was more to do with, I think this is going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be tough. This mm-hmm. is going to be difficult, and it's not going to be. You know what to do. So mm-hmm. uh, I was I wasn't daft. I I, I, I reasonably intelligent, and I t- took a look, thinking mm. there's no getting around this. There's there's no shortcut. This is uh, this guy's pointing his finger at something. Mm. All the other stuff very enormously important, but without that part, which I I, I shan't talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, there is no um, there is no uh, inner realization. No inner uh, Absolutely. progress. Absolutely. 
And yeah. that, that, that comes to embodiment. And embodiment mm-hmm. is where, um, speaking for myself, the, the reflexively, the, mm. the, 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 the mind-body-spirit connection is so uh, tightly integrated that, it op- that there's an organic process. And, and you said something very... Uh, something that I like uh, earlier, which which is uh, the nuances of, of, of an individual. Where, where mm-hmm. my, my own students know, for example, that they not they don't quite know what they're going to get each day they come to class mm. because. Mm. But but the, what they forget is that the reason they say that is because a different person arrives each time. Mm. Is is he is he fiery today? Is he, is he very <laughs> is he very artistic today? Is he uh, he looks very uh, laid back? He, he's, he's doing yeah. just enough to get by, which is, yeah. let's face it, we sometimes mm. we've got to do that just mm-hmm. to make the make just to make the day. Or is he, mm-hmm. or suddenly he started one way and it changed midway. Mm. And the answer to that is actually I don't know. Yeah. It's it, it's it's mm. uh, part part of the human condition, certainly mm. mine. Mm. But the part I'm laughing at is my own students arrive it's like well just a minute you don't know what you're bringing here yeah. either it, it mm-hmm. takes two to tango here and mm. so but but yeah. back to the, that that mm-hmm. embodiment part mm-hmm. is is when the temperament the the, the character mm-hmm. uh, the the technical stuff which is a vehicle a means to part of that if not all of that and mm. um, that the repetition that the, the correct forms that are necessary mm-hmm. that you, you you someone i think the japanese term is neru which i mm-hmm. think uh, re, re, relates to um um, molding a wheel mm. like you've got, you've got clay in your hands you want to make a, a pot you've got it you work it and you work it but we're not talking about a pot that can be knocked off in a in a few minutes by a master uh, potter we're talking about uh, your your own uh, nature and your own existence and within yeah, uh, within the framework it. of yeah. what you're doing you yeah. is it 10,000 hours is it five that well mm-hmm. I'll tell you what it was he said mm. well it, uh, they're very um, formidable words it, mm. is, it all depends on how deep it is in your conscience absolutely yeah because it's the mind you're altering through mm-hmm. the body and mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and and that that's a very difficult thing to do that's and, really and, that's a great entree into a little story i have the example i use on the embodiment issue is is actually not a uh, it's more of a linguistic embodiment but i use the example of learning french and when you're learning anything you didn't always know that thing well. You you were a beginner once, and and I use the example of me learning French, for example, which I I speak fairly fluently. I'm not sort of on top of uh, my French language right now, but I it, with the uh, let's say a week of practice, I could get back to that level. But my story is that when I first started out, of course, I had to learn my vocabulary. I had to learn the uh, irregular verbs. I had to learn all the, you know, conjugations of of all of the verbs. And then, of course, I had to fight the uh, the, the the being insulted in restaurants by uh, French waiters, you know, and being <laughs> and forcing yourself to order pastries in a patisserie or in a uh, boulangerie. And and then you you know you you make yourself put yourself in situations where you test your knowledge base, and you sometimes had to you know swallow your pride and you get criticized you get uh critiqued and and judged and you know you carry on regardless and this was my example of 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 learning something from zero but getting to a great level because you've done those 10,000 hours and you put yourself in so many potential scenarios and contexts to test that knowledge and uh this is you know what i guess you call the mind-body connection where you you know you're uh at let's say uh, a 10,000 level 
uh, and you uh, and you really you kind of ooze it. You emanate and you uh, yes. exude. Yeah, you exude you could, yeah. because you have it. And so whatever you encounter moving forward, you're able to just pluck it out of who knows where. But you're able to intuitively by and with second nature impulse you're able to respond and yes. that's because yeah. you've done the work and that's because you've uh you know put yourself in uncomfortable situations because you want yeah. to test that knowledge um but i do believe that it, it can be used in the physical t sense too not just learning a language but i use it because i think it shows the subtlety and all the different potential uh, context that could be, you know, could put you off, for example, uh, by because the French weren't always friendly uh, when you were in Paris trying to to order in a restaurant. They were, uh, uh, you know, there was a period in French tourism where they're quite nasty, actually. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you have to be okay with that, despite the odds, and and uh, and you can't always be working in a, a positive environment. Do you know what I mean? So. I'm thinking here, uh, Albert Schweitzer. I think the uh, mm. was was it a humanitarian, a humanitarian in his latter part of his life, but a, mm. a concert pianist. I don't know if he composed, but mm. uh, regarding the piano, which is more of a physical process here. But then again, so is language. It's still it is articulated, so that the, the physical element is still there. Um, he, but anyway, back to him. He is a very common term now. Uh, learn it, then forget it. It's, uh, but but. Boy, you've got to learn it. You've got to learn the rules, in other words. You l learn the principles of the art you're doing. And, and if, you, if it goes in, if it really goes into the muscle, the bone, the mind, as you said, you exude it, you're imbued by it, it comes, then you forget it. Uh, Chiba Sensei described it beautifully when he said, uh, outside in, inside out. So the, the external things, the, 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 the dojo, the members, him, Mm -hmm. uh, the art, the forms, these are all the external stuff you practice mm -hmm. that you repeat. If you repeat genuinely and authentically mm -hmm. uh, uh, regularly, uh, the, 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 they go in, in in ways that you actually haven't thought of. Uh, you just, that's where the faith part, I guess, comes into it. And, Absolutely. Uh, and then something is broken, I think. And then hopefully not the individual here, but uh, but um, the, maybe the outlay of resistance, the, of, of change or, or of the... Of of whatever it is that 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 layer that comes between you and the, and the thing you're learning and the people that are, that are around you, life itself, I, one could argue that once yeah. it's broken mm. and it's and it seeps in, mm. then that that same um, rigid outer skin, if you want, mm. that's was preventing things from going in, is now not only going in, but it's allowing the expression of the individual to come through. Absolutely, it's a hell of a thing to do, yeah. Uh, I think, but uh, but it's a glorious thing to do, and it's a, it's a damned hard, yeah. Thing. Actually, I have two, two stories on that point. It, mm. The first one is a very famous uh, JKA, JKA being the Jakarta, uh, the Japanese karate um, association in yeah. um, Tokyo, uh, really famous. I won't mention his name, but he's a famous uh, uh, karate master who is in his, I believe, his 70s today, uh, but uh, just renowned for being uh, sort of cat-like in the way he expressed his body movements. And mm. in some of the the uh, uh, sort of, I guess they were the, the most, the premier uh, competitions, and they're the All Japans in Tokyo, uh, 
uh, he was competing regularly and even right through his 50s, I believe. Uh, but he had one particular kata, this prearranged uh, sequence of movements that he would perform. He had his uh, two or three, which were really associated with him and his prowess and uh, level of excellence. But, uh, you know, he really distinguished himself whenever he performed the kata because people would say when he wa when they watched him was that he had so many subtle layers of understanding of not just the cutter itself and the character of the cutter, the personality of the cutter and the sequence of moves and, and the, the, uh, uh, the scenario in quotation marks that he was trying to evoke in all of us uh, who were watching him, but that he was someone who had seen life, that he had lived life and the extremes of life. And he was able to translate that into his body in the expression. It's almost like a performance, but it wasn't. It was like he was living it. And people would be afraid when they watched because they would they were afraid that he wouldn't win the the encounter, the the combat, the match, or the, you know, because this was a performance. And yet he had he was able to convey these, these elements of life and death. And living and and breathing and 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 loving life, and so people would say, "Oh my God, he looks like he could kill someone. He looks like he had in his lifetime actually killed someone." And so this was the inner realization you speak about. It's the inside out and the outside in, and this expression of uh, the interplay between those the practice and the living, it was so wild, but very few people have it. And this is why it was so wonderful to watch. I think you've described an artist, mm. and not, 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 not a technician here, yeah. even, though his mm. you know, even though his technique mm. may be better than everybody else's mm. technique. Mm. That, that, that's not uh, the sole uh, uh, feature here, that, that mm. the human being behind it uh, lived, lived and, ex mm. and experienced. That, that, mm. that's, that's, quite, that's quite a thing. I'm mm. very impressed mm. by that. You, you, had, you had a second story. Yeah, the too. last little thing I'll say is that... Uh, you know, from the yoga side, there is uh, it was a famous Ashtanga yoga. Well, he was the founder, shall we say, of Ashtanga yoga, a uh, style of yoga that I was trained in. And he would say, similar to Chiba Sensei's words, uh, if you come to the mat regularly over a long period of time with a devoted attitude, then all is coming. And I like to see that as being, you know, your epiphanies, your realizations, your eye-opening moments will come. Just trust the process. Trust that you won't even know when those little epiphanies happen sometimes, but yeah. they will be absorbed into the body and mind and you'll be able to express them when you perhaps least expect it. But they will happen. And I, I feel like you don't necessarily have to expect optimum moments or optimum experiences. And a lot of people do expect that in a class, for example, in a yoga class or maybe in, even in a karate class. They want to feel on top of the world. They want everything to be positive and absolutely, you know, the pinnacle of, of brilliance and genius and fantastic high, high moments. But it's not going to be like that. It's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a, it's going to be, you know, a little bit of the downers and the, and the, oh God, I'm crap. I really don't know what the heck I'm doing. You know, that, that sort of self-questioning and the self-doubting that is part of it. 
and um, and we have to, I guess, the challenge is that we have to be okay with that. And, um, and you know, the rose, the rose with the thorns. It sounds like, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> that we, we we want the beautiful flower, the 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 fragrance, the mm -hmm. the, the the various um, versions of it, but. Um, a, a rose comes with, with thorns, and uh, mm. I, I, that's maybe an extreme example. But the uh, good is uh, so many things that we, we aspire to and we're encouraged in, in, in modern day. Mm. It's it, it, they're not absolutes; they're relative to uh, um, to something else. Night, night, back to back to our the start of our chat: mm. dark and light, dark mm -hmm. lights, male and female. Mm -hmm. And male is only male because it's in in in, in uh, reflection in, in contrast uh, uh, to to female and vice versa. There, there, mm -hmm. there is no such thing as a great day every day. It's great and it's just sounds so hyper and so pushed and, and, and the most brilliant class ever, ever. And uh, it, it's such an unnatural state. And actually, I, I would find annoying and disturbing after a while yeah. that uh, that that. It's, 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 and I'll give you a, 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 a funny one. It's a little bit different, but um, I get annoyed with drivers. And uh, it's like, why is he going left? He indicated right. Why is he so slow? Why is he so close up to me? Uh, <laughs> and people not holding the door. And, right. uh, and you know, life, society, and yeah, yeah. little, my own personal little foibles, like, hold the bloody door, will you? I've got two bags in my hands and uh, I do it. Why don't you do it? And then one yeah. day I joked to a couple of friends. Can you imagine one day getting out and everyone's driving perfectly and everyone's is, <laughs> is, is be beautifully polite and everyone holds the door mm. and, uh, and everyone is, is considering gracious. Oh, sorry, you've dropped your 20 pound note and they pick it up for you and they give it to you rather than mm. holding it quietly and running off with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, mm. and every day is like that. And every week is like that. And every moment is like that. Mm. That'll be a very surreal and weird, and weird world. Very wacky. You, very wacky, It'll be so odd and not ideal, not at all. Kind, kind, mm. kind of a Stepford, uh, like a Stepford wife type of thing. Exactly, on a, mm -hmm. like like the pursuit of perfection that doesn't exist, and nor should it exist. It's no. uh, it's mm -hmm. an interplay, and and we have our ups and downs, and and maybe we should learn within reason because there are extremes, of course, but within reason try to be um, content and work our way through, navigate our way through all, all of that without getting too, too upset by a slow driver. Exactly. It's just my, yeah, my, yeah. my little, my no, little story there. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, um, is it, I, I think we've covered a lot here. Antony, we have, fumbling we? For words, Got uh, it. And we, we, we always do this yeah. and, and it's inevi inevitable, but uh, it's absolutely brilliant to talk. And, uh, oh, and delightful. Um, I loved it. And, uh, and and I, and I hope you covered um, what you wanted to cover, no, which is probably my guess is probably not because there's so much we've got, you know, that there, there is out there, and uh, and there's so much time for a podcast. But um, mm -hmm. I'd like to thank you very much. If there's anything else you'd love to add to this, uh, please go ahead. Uh, um, no, I think any, any more any more thoughts? There? Uh, I think that was wonderful. I think that uh, we could probably talk for another two hours or so, as often as the, the case when we do get together, but uh, perhaps next time we can talk about women in the martial arts. But I, I had a fantastic time and thank you so much for having me. Thank you and, and take care and, and please look after yourself. You too, I'm you too. I'm sure it'll unravel soon. You have been listening to the Idol of London discussion series. 